Welcome to the Damnation Crossover Part 2. This is Defenders TV Podcast, Episode 137, where we have our spoiler-filled discussion of Doctor Strange, comic issue number 386. Hey guys, it's Rod Reyes here, artist of Marvel's Donation comic book event. Welcome to the podcast crossover between Inner Demons, Sons of the Dragon, Defenders TV Podcast, and Into the Night. Every issue reviewed, all time books discussed. May all be damned. Hi, this is Connor. Rebecca. Hey, Carl. From Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist podcast, and you're listening to the Defenders TV podcast coverage of Damnation. Dun dun dun. Welcome back, fellow Defenders, and thank you to Sons of the Dragon for our intro, and of course Rod Reyes, who is the artist on the Doctor Strange Damnation run. Um, yes, we are back and we are covering comic books Yeah, for the first time, I think, on Defenders TV podcast. We have certainly talked about comics. It, it tied into the Marvel Netflix stuff and we've discussed comics. Uh, in fact, we opened uh, in discussing comics for our Gotham TV podcast. Mm-hmm. We were looking at Gotham Central uh, mm-hmm. back in the day before we covered Gotham. So... It's been a long, long time since we covered comics. We've uh, read loads. Indeed. We have read loads, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, of course, I mean, Chris has Easter egged the hell out of comics in uh, Marvel Netflix uh, TV series and the MCU films. That's very true. Yeah. Chris, of course, can't be with us today because he's all tuckered out after talking at length about Spider-Man uh, recently. Yeah, he's uh, he's resting for the next two weeks, I think. <laughs> I resting guess. his vocal cords. Yes, yes. He was over on the Into the Night, uh, one of our crossover podcasts for this Damnation crossover event. Uh, he was talking to them for about three hours about, uh, about Spider-Man and loads of loads of other things. I uh, definitely recommend uh, doing that. But he's taking a little bit of a break while we start off the Damnation event. He will be back for a later podcast in the series as well. John, do you want to tell the listeners what this is about if they haven't heard our podcast before and they're just coming to us for damnation or if they have heard our podcast and are wondering why we're covering a comic book in the middle of our jessica jones and punisher series yes well this is part two of the damnation crossover event which is a comic book event and it's involving four podcasts all looking at different marvel superheroes uh, from the sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast who look at iron fist uh, primarily the comics and the marvel netflix show mm. uh, and yes thank you so much guys uh, for our little intro there uh, especially like the dun 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 <laughs> uh, that was really good uh, and then of course inner demons which is a ghost rider podcast uh, and also finally Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. And of course, if you had seen Doctor Strange Damnation uh, issue one, then of course you would have seen a number of these figures uh, in a rather good panel with electric borders. Um, Iron Fist, 
Ghost Rider being seemingly the leader of the gang, uh, and of course uh, Moon Knight uh, perched up on high. So yes. yeah, absolutely. Um, these guys are coming in to rescue Doctor Strange, who has really you know effed up again um, like <laughs> it seems to be a, a kind of a theme going on here really he really just keeps messing up he's really not got the control he used to have with his magic it's mm-hmm. like dr strange what have you gone and done absolutely and the way that we're covering the event effectively is that each of the podcasts will be taking an issue of damnation which has four issues in it and then each of the rest of us will be taking some of the issues around it the tie-in comic books and as you heard from rod reyes we between the four podcasts we'll be covering every tie-in and the major event book which is pretty cool uh, we'll give you some more details about who's coming up next but as john mentioned uh, sons of the dragon did the first issue so they kicked us off last week uh, we're doing this week and then i think into the night is doing the next podcast we'll get into that towards the end of the podcast Absolutely. So um, please, if you want to listen to Defenders TV podcast, please head on over to DefendersTVPodcast.com and subscribe uh, on any of the subscribe links that are there on the website. Any of your choice of damned or blessed podcast catchers, (laughs) please just search Defenders TV podcast. Please share the love, leave a review, rate us and subscribe. It's great to have more listeners on board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome if you're joining us for the Damnation event and you've not heard our stuff. Uh, Great to have you on board with us. Exactly. And in the excitement of introducing this crossover event, of course, my name is John. I am one of your hosts. And my name is Derek. I'm your other host for this episode. And we do have Chris. He's not with us this week, as we mentioned. So, Derek, do you want to kick us off with uh, some of the comic details for this issue, which is Doctor Strange issue 386, which is one of the tie-in comics to Doctor Strange Damnation? Absolutely. And I can't stress it enough. Make sure you've read Doctor Strange 386 and maybe even Damnation number one, uh, or at least listen to the podcast uh, that the guys in Sons of the Dragons did. This issue is written by Danny Cates. Uh, He has been writing Doctor Strange, the ongoing series, for the last while and has a really good grasp on the character. I've actually really followed that series. It's been really good. Luckily, Sorcerer Supreme was the last big arc in that book, and he's done a great job with the character of Doctor Strange. The artwork on this book is by Nico Henrichson, who also worked on that series, Loki Sorcerer Supreme, and worked on Secret Empire, which this pretty much uh, comes in directly after the end of Secret Empire. It's got quite a good tie in there with it. By that you mean the destruction of Las Vegas? Yes, the removal of Las Vegas from the world, yes. By Hydra, Uh, mm -hmm. indeed. Exactly, exactly. Uh, John, instead of a synopsis, because we're going to be doing top five points on a comic book, do you want to tell us where we are just from the first front page of the comic book? Yes. Stephen Strange regained the title and duties of Sorcerer Supreme, which were briefly usurped by Loki. Fortunately, the trickster god's last acts were to use all the power at his disposal to give Earth's magic levels a sorely needed boost and to resurrect Stephen's dog, albeit as a ghost. Unfortunately, the lengths to which Strange was forced to go to reclaim his position alienated the last of his human allies. It's time to prove to himself and everyone else that Stephen Strange is the rightful mystical defender of our realm. And it's just to say that the um, events in this issue take place concurrently with uh, Doctor Strange Damnation number one in the main. Uh, there are, are some that occur slightly before as a, as a nice little lead in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some that occur slightly after as well. 
Absolutely. We normally cover our Marvel Netflix shows as our top five points, and we're going to continue that here for this comic. I am a massive Doctor Strange fan, mm-hmm. I hasten to add. I got wobbly legs when I heard that Marvel were going to make the film. I loved that movie. I have been a fan of Doctor Strange for an awful long time. Um, I believe I used to be sat in front of Doctor Strange comics as a baby. <laughs> so I presume it just impregnated my mind. Must have. Must have. Um, and made me slightly weird and surreal as well. But uh, yeah, we have previously done a Summer of Strange uh, look at other movies. We looked at the TV show with John Mills, where it was real funky. Oh, yeah. Um, really psychedelic. <laughs> that that got was... quite good defense from everybody. It in the group. did, because yeah. it was proper old school weird ass. It really, really was. Um, and I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was 1977, mm-hmm. the year of my birth, That's no right. doubt. That's uh, right, yeah. It was a foreshadowing of the damnation that was to come. <laughs> um, yes, and we did also cover the animated movie, and we did obviously cover the Benedict Cumberbatch starring Marvel uh, movie. So you can search for that on Summer of Strange. Uh, you'll see that on our website over at DefendersTVPodcast.com. But let's get into the comic book, John. I think it's time. Yes. I'm really excited to talk about this one, actually. Oh, me too. We've been uh, talking about Doctor Strange Damnation for quite a few months now in the preparation for the show and been keeping up with the comic books. It's kind of cool that this takes place almost directly after the end of issue 385 of Doctor Strange, but you don't have to have read it. You may not understand who some of the characters are, which hopefully is what we'll lend to this as we talk through it. Um, our first point, done. Yes, it is the good Doctor and his fantastic ghost companion, Bats. The Basset Hound. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, you know, he was there in uh, Loki, Sorcerer Supreme, mm-hmm. alive and well, and yeah, sadly passed away, but he got resurrected as Ghost Bats. Um, yeah, I love this dog. Um, Basset Hounds, I mean, what's not to like? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love the fact that really he takes no shit from Stephen Strange. He really is kind of... He's a sage, really, isn't yeah. he? He he is an absolute sage here. Uh, what I like about um, seeing Bats here with Doctor Strange is, you know, we actually do see how Bats gets involved with issue one or 385 of Doctor Strange Damnation, why he ends up going to see Wong in order to sort the mess that has taken place in that comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously uh, the reason for that mess is Doctor Strange. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- that's a kind of nice little tie in here, I think. I love the fact that the opening of this comic l- seems to show Stephen Strange making some kind of m- magical potion or powder for use um, to go to Las Vegas to, to resurrect this, this city. Uh, when in fact it's just to hide his grey hairs. He <laughs> he he was just for men. Yes. You know, this guy has decided that grey is no longer sexy. That salt and pepper look is not for him. So he is absolutely dying as her. Uh, and we get bats coming in to really ask, what are you doing? I love that he kind of calls it calls him out saying the reason why you're doing this is because you know you're going to be on TV after your big moment of raising Las Vegas and you want to make sure you look really pretty on there. Yeah, Bratz is just really good fun in these scenes. He's like, he's almost like Brian Griffin to Peter Griffin. It's like, you know, they are best friends, but <laughs> yeah, he will absolutely. absolutely give him a lot of shit, you know. It's really good. And of course, you know, like any good uh 
dog and companion, he starts having a good old drink out of the toilet, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> which is just, you know, it's just the way that the writing goes from him really taking a pop shot at, at Stephen Strange, as you say, at, about got to look good for the cameras and then it just kind of descends into lapping from the toilet bowl of course of course because he's still a dog he may be a ghost he may be a companion to dr strange he's a talking dog ghost but he's still a dog at the end of the day um so has to go and drink from the toilet it's very funny very funny moment but after his refreshment break, both Doctor Strange and Bats head on towards the destroyed um, Las Vegas mm. scene, uh, where ultimately Doctor Strange tells Bats to to stay behind, to not go any further. And I think this is the point where he realizes, you know, Doctor Strange hasn't really been fully compass mentis with the control of his magic. You know, in way of the weird, the magic has been removed from the, the multi-universes and mm-hmm. realms that Doctor Strange can can move through uh, to defend Earth here. Magic, anyway, is slightly powered down, except now with Loki's intervention, it's powered up, but we just don't have a sense of how it's been powered up to an extent. Right. Uh, you know, um, and I suppose how Doctor Strange can control that. I mean... I always thought, is it a different form of magic that it, since it's coming from the Asgardians, you know, because they've always said it's science. It's just that's the word you would have used. So right. what is going on here? Um, and, you know, can Doctor, Doctor Strange control it? Yeah, it's really interesting. Back in back in Loki: Source of Supreme, when Loki does put magic back into the Earth realm, he effectively says, "I'm a god. I, I was just playing about with your magic for a while," kind of thing, you know. So we actually don't know how powerful the magic is. This is the first issue after that happens. So quite interesting to see how this is going to go. But it does seem like Strange is quite wary here about about this. This is why he pushes Bats to stay outside because he's effectively going, "I'm going to try this." I think it's going to work. I love the kind of difference in this to the version we saw in Damnation number one, where effectively it looked like strangers turned up and said, I'm going to raise Las Vegas back because that's what I can do now. He looked really cocksure and really assured of himself. Whereas in this issue, it feels like he's kind of going, I don't really know how this is going to work, but I'm going to try it. Yeah, real bravado uh, in Doctor Strange Damnation number one. And here, <laughs> you, yeah, you get that sense that he's a little bit unsure. I mean, I really like the fact that, that Bats here says, you know, how are you paying for this magic? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I think has come in increasingly with Doctor Strange is that there is a price to be paid for the magic that he wields. Um, you know, we saw that in, in Way of the Weird, where you have a, a group of mortal uh, humans and monks up in a uh, remote monastery that are, are paying the price in order for Doctor Strange to wield this magic. In Donnie Coates's previous run for Loki Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange decides that maybe mortals aren't the best for um, for taking this punishment that they do when he uses his magic right. and, and brings in Sentry, you know, a superhero, um, super powered uh, individual to to be able to absorb and pay the price for his use of, of, of this magic. Right. And, and Bats here asks that question, you know, what um, what are you using here to, to pay the price for the magic that you're about to wield? And of course, you know, at this moment in time, uh, we don't know. Um, a few, uh, you know, in terms of guesses, is it because the magic is coming from Asgard? Will it be suddenly that the Asgardians are paying this price? Right. Or given what we saw in Stephen Strange Damnation issue one, is it 
the city of Las Vegas itself, or anyone who was there at that moment that Doctor Strange wielded his spell. Mm -hmm. And that kind of brings us on to our second point. One of the great moments in this comic book is where Doctor Strange describes the raising of Las Vegas, describes what he's done in the book. It's like he wants to kind of cover over how bad this went. We don't know who's telling this story to, but these are his his word bubbles. They are his thoughts that are being that are being put on the page, and he's effectively going, "Everything went great. Couldn't have gone out better. It was absolutely brilliant. Everybody was there. We had uh, had a bit of a party afterwards. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> it's a really really good one. It was so good. It's kind of it's it finishes with Captain Marvel hugging him, patting him on the head, going, "Everyone was happy, and all was right in the world again." This is a really cool two page spread of artwork here from awesome. Nico Hemrichon. Uh, really, really good. And of course, you turn the page and there is another fantastic two-page spread again here where you get a very different tale. And of course, this is our third point where Doctor Strange really has been lying because things really couldn't have gone much worse. I mean, we have a fantastic uh, image of Mephisto there behind his hotel inferno rising up out of the ground. People are burning. Superheroes are burning. And everything is is just effectively heading south. Um, and it opens with, of course, I'm lying. It went terribly. Couldn't have been worse. <laughs> As we said at the start, Doctor Strange, what have you done? What are you doing here? He's effectively created hell on Earth by trying exactly. to bring back Las Vegas. <laughs> he has subjected Las Vegas to the demon Mephisto and his rather sexy and hot uh, Hotel Inferno. <laughs> it's definitely hot, yes. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> but I, I think in, in these these four pages, it, it's, it really shows how I think big panels can work so good for Doctor Strange. And it's just simply because, um, you know, your imagination it is limitless because, you know, you think back to Steve Ditko's uh, artwork, how psychedelic, surreal, you know, you look at the dark dimension that he created that was done uh, as, you know, so faithfully uh, within the, the movie by Scott Derrickson. It allows you so much leeway, I would think, as an artist. And of mm. course, here we have just four pages of some fantastic art and i really do feel that you can get so much out of uh, a doctor strange full two-page artwork spread like recently uh, i've kind of been reading the doctor strange sorcerer's supreme uh, by robbie thompson uh, and the artist there is uh, javier rodriguez and like even just the first issue you have the meeting of doctor strange and merlin again it's a two-page spread and it is so weirdly wonderful right. it is just not true where they're walking through people's mouths and just as the conversation flows through the 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 two-page spread um it really is just fantastically done and and immediately you know i saw these two big pieces of artwork in, in this book and i was just like do you know that really warms my heart because it, they're just fantastic and again the great contrast of doctor strange the hero 
and then Doctor Strange, the screw up. Yeah, you know the the guy who really sometimes still has a problem with putting his ego back in the box, mm-hmm. and despite everything turning out really badly, you know, in his mind, his thought bubbles are still, and everything turned out fine. <laughs> and then, yeah, the, the other side of him starts to really tell him the truth. Yeah, and um, so I'm kind of glad that Bats wasn't there. Now, whether a ghost could have been. Um, turned into a, a fiery ghost who knows maybe although dr strange does say to him there are things that specifically go after the dead that you may find here so as i say he do, he is very conscious of what using this magic could do but i totally agree with you john these two two-page spreads are just excellent you kind of feel like any comic book artist working today within the big systems of marvel and dc they kill to get on a book like this where they can really let their imagination run loose and aren't just drawing the superhero type comics and cities uh, and normal landscapes that they're actually getting the ability to use their version or their vision on uh, the different planes of reality and existence. Like that's that's a much bigger ask for a comic book artist really, isn't it? Well, I, I, it's just that it can go anywhere. Exactly. It, it, it really is bounded only by the imagination of the artist. Yeah, I mean, you've still got to tell the story. You've yeah. still got to make it make sense. Absolutely. But I suppose one of the fun things I think about Doctor Strange is because he can, is multidimensional in, in terms of his character. He's on astral planes. He's mm-hmm. in other realms. Whatever you want to do. He's micro. He's massive. He, he's all these things in between. Um, you can just have so much fun with that, I reckon. And it's one of those things where I think it must just be really, really good for an artist. Yeah, and you're definitely talking about multidimensional in a very different sense than most people talk about a multidimensional character. It's not just that he has loads of relationships going on and we know a lot about his character. You mean like in multiple dimensions? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. it's cool. And I think um, really here as well, just in terms of what's happened um, to, to Las Vegas, I think one of the other interesting things about this is it in doctor strange damnation number one you have that conversation between doctor strange and the other avengers i think right um Mm -hmm. you've got thor you've got hawkeye you have falcon uh you've got black panther there and captain marvel you know and he comes in and he really says you know we have to use these powers not just to simply save the world or avenge the people that have been um, attacking Earth. Mm -hmm. But we need to also be able to help these people in terms of rebuilding and using the magic for um, constructive purposes, not just for aggressive or defensive purposes against attackers, in a sense. It really kind of comes back, and it's a nice link, I think, to, you know, one of the co-creators of Doctor Strange is Steve Ditko, um, along with Stan Lee. And the other pairings, other big character, obviously, is Spider-Man. And within Spider-Man, you have, with with great power comes great responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I think there is an echo of that here uh, within this version of Doctor Strange, where he is saying, I'm not simply going to defend Earth from the mystic threats. It's also about helping people on Earth. So his intention is really good. He just doesn't quite get the recipe right here. You know, this is the souffle that goes massively flat (laughs) very quickly. Absolutely. And I know Rebecca was pointing out on the Damnation number one covers that they did over over in Sons of the Dragon that 
this has never been a statement of the Avengers that we will help people and bring everything back and fix things. The statement of the Avengers is that we will effectively avenge things. <laughs> that's that's what they're absolutely. For. They're built as Avengers to punch and hit things. That's basically it. But Strange has always been weird and different like that, you know. So uh, at this stage, the power that he's gotten from Loki and uh, re-empowering the Earth uh, does feel like he's taking it a different way. He is a surgeon after all, uh, as if you've known the character at all over the years, his whole thing is about saving human life. And that's what he does in the Defenders. He saves the Earth. A lot of the times, the battles that he has don't get seen on Earth. He doesn't tend to get involved in the events that happen on the normal earthly plane. He tends to get involved in the ones that are never seen uh, in the mystical and magical realms. So, uh, so I think it makes a little bit of sense for Doctor Strange to have this idea. But again, he doesn't pay any heed to what the consequences could be. It seems like he just didn't read that far in the book. You know, once again, not paying any heed to the consequences. Yeah, completely. Doctor Strange heads into Mephisto's infernal hotel. And in the after discovering that Mephisto is locking souls away in bars of gold and mm-hmm. money, um, Doctor Strange m- makes this deal with him. Uh, whether he should be making a deal with the demon is another thing entirely, because we're still not entirely sure, you know, how powered up, how uh, nuanced is his magic at, at this moment? Yeah. But the deal here is between Doctor Strange and Mephisto is that if Doctor Strange wins, Ms. Mephisto will leave Earth's realm mm-hmm. um, and will also um, release all the souls that he has locked away in yeah. his vault, in his Inferno um, casino vault. Um, but if not, then... Doctor Strange is going to have his soul um, locked into uh, these bars of gold by Mephisto. And, of course, Mephisto is going to have an awful lot of fun with him beforehand. (laughs) Well, of course, of course. And I think the point was made on the last podcast, as I mentioned, with the Sons of the Dragon, where they were saying, well, you know, how, how... much is Doctor Strange's soul's worth? And they speculated absolutely correctly that this is the protector of the realm. He's been able to block so much of these demons in the past that if you take him off the board and you get rid of the Sorcerer Supreme from from Earth, it's a huge win for the demons. Effectively, it's it's kind of a it would be the biggest prize they can possibly have. So really, our fourth point here is Doctor Strange is playing cards for the souls of the dead with Mephisto, and it feels really epic. It feels like something from um, from a Greek tragedy or from uh, Norse mythology, almost, where you have uh, someone sitting down with the devil and playing cards for the souls of the dead, or a Krista Berg song, uh, if you're as old as I am. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of really tense here, the back and forth. You, you know, you've got the cards moving around, like all kind of sluggy. Um, yes, this is a very different game, isn't it? This yeah. is a Brimstone Blackjack. It is Brimstone Blackjack. Um, and I think Doctor Strange thought that he was about to play poker or something mm-hmm. along those lines. But no, this is Brimstone Blackjack. And he's not played it for a while. I really love here where uh, Doctor Strange goes, hit me in terms of getting the deal from the pack. And of course, one of the demons sat around the table turns around and hits him one. And he goes to say it again later on, and he's about to start it, and he goes, could you deal me in, or something like that. Like, really, really good. I just like this idea of all the demons sitting around the table staring at Strange. Like, you can tell the way it's written or the way it's laid out, I suppose. You can tell that they all want his blood, but they're willing to let Mephisto lead it, and they're willing to let this card game play out. But, you know, 
if they get the opportunity to get a punch in his face, sure, why not? Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, it's a little sly punch in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I love the. You see, one of the cards just sort of slithering around the table, mm-hmm. um, like a slug. You don't know which way it's going to go, and I think in that sense, it's really good. But then again, we we have that kind of slightly. Um, I suppose, as Bats would say, he, he calls him obtuse and vague and slightly ominous earlier on, and you know there is a bit of that. Uh, behind Doctor Strange. He doesn't normally or always, I should say, play by the rules. Um, And here, you know, he effectively cheats. I think the interesting thing about this is that probably Mephisto would be doing that as well. I mean, you know, if he cheated and won, he would probably still look to try and keep that win. Um, But Mephisto here is certainly immediately kind of says, okay, I'm bad, but there are rules here. And I, I love that kind of that contrast that, you know, the Sorcerer Supremes should be really upstanding. But instead, Doctor Strange is kind of going, I'm going to cheat here just to get this over and done with. Because even at the start of the game, he just says, let's get this over with. I mean, he really looks like he does not want to be there. Yeah, two points on this. Like, this is the definition of your unreliable narrator. As he goes through and he's narrating the entire story to you, Strange is effectively saying he's won and then goes, but of course I cheated. Um, you know, so you don't realize as the reader that he's cheated until he's re- his plan is revealed by these talking demon cards. Uh, second, second one in my extensive demonology research by watching about 10 seasons of Supernatural and by reading Neil Gaiman's books, uh, what you do know from those versions of demons and seems to be carried through here is if they do a fake deal with someone or if they uh, if they cheat on a deal with someone, that the deal may be able to be broken. So the reason why Mephisto is upholding these rules is because he knows he can win and possibly if he doesn't uphold the rules, the whole thing will be broken anyway. Absolutely. But don't forget, he is... Also, on the outside world, outside of this card game, he's also changed the Avengers into demons. He's killing off people left, right and centre for even minor sins or infractions. Uh, He's killing them all off. Absolutely. So he's he's not cheating in the card game, but outside of it, he is having a lot of fun changing people into demons. Definitely. I really like as well here in the card game how, um, you know, the reason why Doctor Strange cheats is that he, you know, goes, you get the thought bubble of, and now I'm really angry because Mephisto has been taunting him about his lady friend. Uh, And by his lady friend, that is probably Zelma, Zelma Stanton, Mm -hmm. uh, who... At the end of the uh, Loki Sorcerer Supreme run, you know, really has had enough of Stephen Strange's lies yeah. and, and duplicity in terms of how he looked to get his magic back off Loki. Uh, and she really kind of walks out on him. And you get that moment in this comic as well where um, he's saying, I don't have any friends anymore. You know, Stephen Strange is really quite isolated yeah. um, at this moment. Well, no one living, as you said. So. <laughs> yeah, no one living, absolutely. And and Bats is, like, absolutely the most faithful companion uh, in the world. I mean, even Wong is not uh, working for him anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got his issues going on as well. So it, it it's really uh, nice. And I think... The the issue is, though, these cards talk. These cards are alive. Mm-hmm. And what the card that was used to win the hand suddenly indicates that 
it had a little bit of magic tickling his goatee body um, and had uh, suddenly jumped up the pack to win the game for Doctor Strange. So, yeah, here um, we have Mephisto really kind of getting angry uh, that Doctor Strange has, has cheated. Absolutely. Stupid talking cards. Absolutely. <laughs> but I do love this moment where you've got Doctor Strange doing his traditional type of spells where he's going bolts of Balthac, flames of Faltine, and then you have Mephisto going hairy fists of Justin as one of the demons punches him out. It's a really funny little moment. It is really, really good. I like that. Absolutely love that. And, and again, some really nice panels just here of Doctor Strange with lightning and fire coming out. Mm-hmm. But I, I think one of the, the interesting things here, you know, we've been talking about, you know, what power is this magic at? And Mephisto calls it out here. There he goes, Goodness, Stephen, your magic is so weak. What's the matter? He's just resurrected a city, yet to Mephisto here, um, he really does seem to be weakened uh, right. in a weakened state. Yeah. I think... He um, did just raise Las Vegas. That's quite a significant amount of power. Yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, one of the great things here about Mephisto as well is he he you know he he's a classic doctor strange bad guy and antagonist here mm. i think for me one one of his best moments was the fact he was the demon um who had kidnapped and held uh, doctor doom's mother's soul which effectively got um doctor doom and doctor strange together uh, to to work together in Doctor Strange Triumph and Torment. Oh, yes. Um, you know, really good graphic novel. And we've seen again in Secret Wars, I absolutely love this teaming up of Doctor Doom and Doctor Strange in the alternative mm. uh, universe. That's quite cool. Uh, really cool. I mean, you know, again, it kind of plays to that thing whereby Doctor Strange, in a sense, is pragmatic to a fault. He will work with anyone um, to some extent. And, um, you know, like someone to the extent of Doctor Doom, you know, big villain. Um, and I really, really enjoyed um, that team up again of these two. I, yeah. I just thought it was really nice. It almost kind of reminded me of Marvel 1602, actually, where Doctor Strange and Nick Fury are kind of like these two advisors to um, Elizabeth I in Neil Gaiman's sort of classical retelling of the Marvel universe and Mm -hmm. the marvel characters in elizabethan england and but again uh i think mephisto is really good because he he's he's as trickstery as well uh, as doctor strange can be another good graphic novel as well with mephisto whilst he's here and we might as well uh, mention is don't pay the ferryman as well which is another really good one so i mean if you want to see more mephisto there's a few um uh graphic novels that uh, we thought we might just point you towards. Absolutely, that's also Christy Bergson. I think it might even it, be the Christy Bergson that I was is, thinking yeah, of earlier yeah. on. Yeah. Christy Berg and or Doctor Strange. Or Train, I can't I remember. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Let's get on to our final moment of this book, um, because it's quite significant. Mephisto is also a bit of a thorn in the side of Thor, the uh, Asgardian. Quite interesting here that effectively... Mephisto is using Thor as the hammer to the nail, I suppose. Um, yeah, or really. the hammer to the ankles, as we see here. Uh, yeah, uh, the possessed Thor arrives with Mjolnir, um, our fifth and final point. Mm. Yeah, I mean, effectively, we get Annie Wilkes Thor here. <laughs> um, Thor is Annie Wilkes. She is about to hobble 
Stephen Strange. Yeah. Um, and it's not any old sledgehammer that she's going to use it. It mm-hmm. is Meow Meow. It's Molnir. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love this because, um, in fact, dare I say it, I was its number one fan. Um, it, it was just... You know, Doctor Strange is there going, my hands have been busted already. What are you going to do here? Mm-hmm. And effectively, Thor smashes Molnir down on his ankles mm-hmm. um, whilst he's bound uh, to the chair. I mean, and that's it. It's like, are we going to see Stephen Strange in a wheelchair? Is this like a Professor X vibe Interesting. That, that, that's going to happen here? Um, you know, they, they've taken his hands, or he took his hands away um, in, in the car crash, and, and now here Mephisto is taking away his ankles and his feet. I mean, and you feel the, 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 the scream that Doctor Strange sort of releases after Molnir has been um, pounded onto his ankles. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And if you haven't seen the film that John's been referencing, he's talking about misery as well, because he didn't call it out there. Uh, but yes, I did get a bit of a misery vibe myself, uh, seeing poor, now miserable Doctor Strange, broken hands in the past and now broken feet um, to propel him forward into the rest of Damnation. It's quite quite a drastic or quite a dramatic ending uh, for this book. Well, it really is, because... It's so intrinsic to to Doctor Strange's character. Obviously, not his ankles. Um, <laughs> Doctor Strange, as a, as an origin, it's all about his hands. It, mm-hmm. It's that surgeon turned bum because he no longer has the control to to work his magic in surgery as a neuro uh, surgeon. And and I mean, you know, I, I love that in in this comic you have Thor walking through out on the orders of, of Mephisto. And you kind of get that thought bubble from Doctor Strange where he says, you know, after all the times I'd face the shadows and push them back. And in this, he's not referring to all these existential threats. For me, I interpreted that as him looking back on that day of that accident mm. where his, his hands were mangled and crushed and destroyed. And it set him down this path uh, of being Sorcerer Supreme. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, um, you know, what I really took from that, that thought of, of Doctor Strange, you know, and he, he goes, I looked and I saw hope. And as the, the hammer comes crashing down, it, he just goes shattered as he, he lets out uh, the, the screech. And of course, it is to be continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think this is really intrinsic. Okay, it's moving it to his his, his feet, his his ankles. But what's happening here? I mean, is this to really keep him bound in the Hotel Inferno? Mm-hmm. Will it lead to maybe a larger change in the character uh, moving forward? Or will he now need someone else to save him, which is where the rest of the characters in the Damnation series will be coming in, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, but in terms of... He's going to have to get rescued by them. Bats one step ahead, along with Wong, getting the the team together there in uh, Doctor Strange Damnation issue. Mm-hmm. So, it, it. But will there be some massive repercussion from this for yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange? I, th- I think it'll be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, it's it's one of those. Uh, grand theories that we sometimes provide on Defenders TV podcast, and generally they don't really come true. Generally not. But we are only two issues into this full series of the books. There's about 17, I think, in total issues across the full series. Um, that is the second issue of Damnation, as we normally do on our regular podcasts about the TV shows. John, 
Do you defend this issue of Doctor Strange damnation? I really, really do. I think, um, you know, this was a really tight comic book. I, I really liked how it linked in, actually, to the, the first issue, Doctor Strange Damnation. Uh, it was really good. And because of that, I am giving this a really solid and strong four hairy fists of Justin out of five. Mm. Yeah, this packed a punch in relation to having bats and doctor strange at the start and really you know making that moment between bats and wong in in the first issue you know seeing where that came from knowing that bats knows doctor strange as his faithful companion and is trying to now dig him out of the cesspool in which he's found himself i think you know it packed a punch in its art this artwork was really really gorgeous in particular, those two splash pages, really just absolutely lovely. Um, the interaction between Mephisto and Doctor Strange in a really tense card game. And after all, all card games are tense, um, <laughs> especially where uh, money is involved. Or uh, the entire souls of the city of well, exactly. Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more than money. And, and I think <laughs> that ending with Thor turning into Annie Wilkes from Misery and hobbling him basically mm. you know i mean first of all it's really intrinsic to the character that physical harm to really important parts of the body <laughs> i suppose yep. um you know in, in terms of what it means to him personally but also this is the rally cry uh, that bats and wong has sent out to bring together the team that includes brother voodoo and man thing as the order there's obviously the iron fist there is ghost rider there is moon knight there is blade and of course scarlet spider all coming together to rescue doctor strange from hotel inferno will this have larger implications for him with knackered ankles <laughs> walking stick maybe i think we'll see more as the rest of the issues go on uh, ending it at that point it was a really good ending and a really surprising ending for for the book i don't know why I, I was just expecting him to be thrown in prison in there it's now a rescue mission for doctor strange i wasn't really expecting thor to come in and use Mjolnir to smash his legs or his ankles it was pretty uh, pretty brutal but yes i think i probably agree with you a pretty a pretty high rating for me after reading Damnation number one, my only response after reading it was, it's a pretty good story, but I don't see any of the motivation in the book at all. I wasn't seeing anything in there that was telling me why Doctor Strange would do this. It seems like he did come in really cocky into the middle of the city of Las Vegas and said, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to raise this city. And after reading so many issues of Doctor Strange coming up to that, it didn't feel like him anymore. It didn't feel like he'd suddenly be able to walk in there and go, look, you gave me all my powers, so I'm going to use them to take back Las Vegas. Um, this book sets it up quite well. I do, I, you know, And it's just a conversation between himself and Bats, but it, it does set up why he would oh, want really to do It really does, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, it's really good in that. So that's our, our look into Doctor Strange issue number 386. Uh, next up is going to be Doctor Strange Damnation number two, which is, will be reviewed by our friends over Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. And that issue is out on March the 7th. So the podcast will drop soon after that. Mm -hmm. And of course, we'll be back to Damnation, this crossover event with Doctor Strange issue 387, which is out on the 14th of March. So again, we'll drop the podcast a day or two after uh, the 14th of March. But we have some feedback on the Damnation series so far. 
on Doctor Strange Damnation issue one, reviewed over on Sons of the Dragon. Uh, Claire Payne says, a great first issue. I really liked the different artwork. I loved how it was set in Las Vegas. From my past experience, Hotel Inferno would fit in on the Las Vegas strip perfectly. <laughs> Absolutely. Is Mephisto a new character to this comic? As I have not seen him before. Devilishly cool character. And I really liked Doctor Strange's reaction when he saw him. Loved the game of good versus evil in the agreement. If Mephisto wins, he gets Doctor Strange's soul. If Doctor Strange wins, Mephisto goes back to his realm and the vault of souls will be empty. My favorite part was Wong and Bats, the ghost dog. Bats going to Wong because Doctor Strange is in trouble was funny as Wong decides to call on the ones who have faced people like Mephisto before. Bats suggesting the Hulk made me laugh. Uh, a great ending to the comic and seeing the six characters being introduced. Mephisto is a very good character and I noticed Doctor Strange doesn't have many grey streaks in his hair in this comic. Yeah, M uh, Mephisto really is um, one of Doctor Strange's uh, antagonists. We've, we've seen him before. Um, so yeah, if you want to check out um, more of Mephisto and Doctor Strange, um, there is Don't Pay the Ferryman uh, and certainly I would recommend Doctor Strange Triumph and Torment mm -hmm. where we see Mephisto uh, as the main antagonist there yeah. and we see a cool pairing between dr doom and dr strange yeah and in damnation number one the look of mephisto is very different to the one that we see in this comic book in this comic book it's much more his traditional devilish style looking almost like you know the a red goat absolutely uh, you know, that, kind of, that kind of way uh, in the first issue of damnation it was much more of the proprietor of a las vegas hotel he seemed to be much more wearing a suit and, and looking very cool like that uh, we also have a bit of feedback on this issue of dr strange number 386 uh, from ronaldo he says i thought it was a really tight issue from the get-go with the ever fun banter between bats and steven which is kind of like a prelude to damnation number one to the intense game of cards with mephisto who knew that the, what the hell they were playing but it looked cool this issue i think was a solid tie-in and ticks along the story line quite nicely the last page reveal had me cringing and horrified and kind of surprised thor had more of a role in the book it plugged the gap whilst also fleshing out the story classic making a deal with the devil the hit me moments were pretty funny too if anything though it made the demons a little less scary so my only criticism would have been to make them more menacing i give it four hairy fist of justin out of five well done Ronaldo. wow yes absolutely exactly the same scoring as john as well yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah, great minds great minds think alike um i think but yeah i mean I, I, I thought that, uh, yeah, I thought the hit me up moments were absolutely fantastic. Rebecca says, was pretty clever in that it felt so necessary, but actually you can totally read Damnation without it. I know the Iron Fist ones are doing the same kind of thing. I mean, I'm sure we'll get Thor reveal in the start of Damnation 2. Yeah, I mean, the Thor reveal was really unexpected. It really did. And of course, obviously, uh, she's the pulling out the the old hammer and, and yeah i mean as ronaldo said as well really cringy um but it, it's nice yeah it does feel nicely standalone this this tie-in and and i think it really works in conjunction with issue one of dr strange damnation as well and Rebecca finishes off with but i i couldn't do without my dr strange now mm -hmm. and i know she's definitely been reading that book i don't know whether i agree with ray and and rebecca i think this issue for me does feel like you have to read it, but maybe that's because we've been covering it and been, been reading Doctor Strange for so many months. I think the Damnation event 
issue one anyway, um, made me want to read loads more about the event. And that's what all good event books do. They make you want to read all the tie-ins around it, I suppose. So um, so for me, it felt like everything happened way too quickly in Damnation. So having this kind of little bit of a step back and filling in of all the lines feels like it is more essential. I'd rather have some of these pages into Damnation number one and turn Damnation number one, issue one, into a 50-page comic rather than having it be one 30-page comic and then a completely separate story over in Doctor Strange. But that's probably because my investment in that comic was Doctor Strange. You know, yeah, so. absolutely. I mean, I mean, and sometimes like the, the, the main title threads of, of that event does kind of sketch the outline. Mm-hmm. And obviously, as you say, as any good tie-in event, the, the, the other comics that tie in, fill out those gaps, flesh it out, and really add layers of, of understanding to the main story, so, which I think this does really well. And I, I think as a result, you know, they read really nicely together uh, the first issue of Doctor Strange Damnation and then issue 386 of Doctor Strange. So uh, really, really good. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for all the feedback uh-huh. uh, from people uh, who came in over our Facebook page. Yep. If you want to join, please head on over to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Defenders TV podcast. Yes, um, facebook.com. Dootcom. Ah, I, yes. like, I like it. Yes, I'm usually putting up a spoiler post just after the issue gets released on uh, on digital and in stores. I usually put a, a spoiler post on the uh, group. So if you want to come in and join and pop in your spoiler thoughts, uh, we'll discuss them the next time that we're going to be talking Damnation. Yeah, so please send in your thoughts. You can uh, email us at feedback at Defenders TV podcast.com or you can leave a voicemail so you can get your lovely sweet dulcet tones over on the podcast and um, just head on over to defenders tv podcast.com and click on the tab on the right hand side of the screen and you can leave up to 90 seconds of voicemail so next up in the damnation series is into the night of the moonlight podcast their review of the next issue of damnation should be out in the next couple of weeks and uh, pop it over to their website at into the night.com uh, or search for them on any blessed or damned podcast catcher. You should pick them up as well. Uh, we'll be back very soon with our next Damnation review. Yes, absolutely. But between our next Damnation review and this one, we will also be out with an episode with our review of Jessica Jones Season 2, Episode 1. Yes, the second season of Jessica Jones will be hitting Netflix on International Women's Day on the 8th of March. So please come on over and join us as we look at this lovely lady from Hell's Kitchen, who has a drinking problem, of which she likes to drink whiskey, which we also like to drink as well. (laughs) You haven't seen the first episode yet, Dan. No, I haven't. Mm. Stop. Very lucky to have been able to see it. Uh, Yes, I know. And you keep reminding me about it uh, all the time. That's because I'm really looking forward to you guys seeing it, so we can talk about it. I'm looking forward to me seeing it as well. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. Uh, And of course, if you want to listen to the rest of the coverage by Defenders TV podcast of the Damnation crossover event, uh, or you want to listen to Jessica Jones season two on Defenders TV podcast, please head on over and share the love. Uh, subscribe and rate us over at DefendersTVPodcast.com where you can find any blessed or damned, as we're liking to say at the moment, uh, podcast catcher. Just search Defenders TV Podcast uh, and we should pop up like a jack-in-the-box on your computer screen. Absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us for this slightly non-traditional 
uh, podcast for Defenders TV podcast, but really enjoying talking Doctor Strange. Really enjoying reading it as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what you've been thinking about it. We'll talk to you again next time. As always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, like Doctor Strange, I'm off to go and play an intense game of cards with Mephisto. So I will hopefully speak with you again soon. Bye. Bye.